perverts. How are y'all doing? Hey, y'all, what's up? So today we have on Camilla, and she's just the cutest little girl. One of my best friends. So much. She's not little. She's, like, not she's little. our she's, age, but <laughs> she's our age, and she's a whole woman. We'll post she's a, a whole ass woman. She's fucking gorgeous. Anyway, she comes on and she talks about her spirituality and her life growing up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, it was so interesting. I love talking about that. I literally was, like, so interested the entire time. But she also tells us about her life moving to – it's not Brazil. Where was it? Argentina. Yeah. Argentina. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought. And – and all that shenanigans and yeah i just think we had a really really good conversation and you guys are gonna love it oh yeah so jazzy jazz hey what's new with um you? so i don't really have a lup date i mean i don't know i went on a date a, a singular date on a wednesday how ex- exciting um it was good i don't know we'll report back later don't have much to say right now but um, anyway, so I'm going to continue with weird things Tinder guys say to me. You know, you know my new Here segment. All right. Here we go. All right. So I swiped on this guy because, I don't know, I was just swiping through real quick and I saw his face and it was a J name and I was like, ah, he's cute. Didn't read his bio. He's 33 years old. I was like, perfect. That's perfect for me. That's what I do. Um, so... He messages me and says, hey, beautiful. And then I clicked on him to explore his pictures more and then looked at his bio. As, you, as one does, you have to have a little refresher. Yeah, you, know, you gotta know who this is. Be like, oh, did I mm-hmm. accidentally swipe on you? You know, you gotta, you gotta figure it out. Yeah. Was I bored? What, yeah. what happened here? <laughs> Was I drunk? Yeah. Like, you know. Anyway. Yeah. So I read his bio. <laughs> I'm just going to read it to you. Full dramatic reading. Hey, I'm looking for tall, slim, sexy ladies. I'm affectionate, fun, caring, and wait, there's more. Big personality. Winky face. Lots sexual energy. Big time pleaser. Much love. Sorry, no fat girls, just fat asses. I have something called text. Just want to enjoy each other, adults. Anything possible. Life's too short. No punctuation, run-on sentence. I literally Doesn't don't. Make like, sense. I don't have a single. <laughs> no fat, just fat asses. That's... No fat girls, just fat asses. Yeah, that's what he said. That's really nice. Lots of sexual energy. Right Big time pleaser. Much love. Lots sexual. Wow. Is English not his first language? I feel like He's it must not be. white, so I don't know. He's... I mean, there's other cultures that are white, but I don't know. I mean, his name is very much American. (laughs) What is it? Let me see. (laughs) I guess we won't say. Oh, it is very much American. He's also 33, 33 everyone. So if that doesn't frighten the shit out of you, that should really frighten the shit out of you. And at first I was like, maybe he's a catfish, like from a different country and using these pictures. But he, well, yeah, he's like totally not. Like if you look at his pictures, they're all the same person, and it's just weird selfies. Is he with friends in any of them? No, but they're all just weird selfies. Okay, still a little sus. And a bag of. Oh, I'll get to that anyway. Okay, so I messaged him back. 
because you know I'm a, I'm a nice person. <laughs> I say his name, <laughs> and then I said, "I just read your bio, and you and I won't drive. I'm not a tall, slim, sexy lady." LMFAO. I'm quite curvy, actually, so I find it funny that I embody the one thing that you said you wouldn't like, and you're calling me beautiful. Anyways, to each their own, and not my loss, clearly, if you are only capable of viewing people at surface level. Have a nice life. Hope you find your tall, slim, sexy lady with no fat, just a fat ass. And he said, hey, (laughs) he said, hey, beautiful is in all. I'm just saying, take it easy. I said, also, I find it ironic that one of your pictures is a bag of Chick-fil-A. Clearly, I did not swipe through this man's pictures. This was like a first picture kind of swipe decision. Shouldn't do that anymore. But I said, find it it ironic that one of your pictures is legit just a bag of Chick-fil-A. So you want a skinny girl, but not a healthy one. That's confusing. Or do you expect her to be healthy, but not you? You know, and he said, that's true. You actually make a lot of sense. Thank you. I know. Um, and then he said, mm-hmm. I'm going to have, I'm going to have changed myself. Sure. He meant I'm going to have to change myself. No, I'm really saying he, I Maybe don't this think is like a fake person. Yeah. Language. I don't know. He said, thanks for enlightening me. And I said, anytime. I'm glad we could come to these realizations today. He said, so I'm going to start eating better and working out. So that way, if I'm ripped and healthy, then I can say I would like the same. Well, athletic and blah, blah, etc. <laughs> How does that's like that annoys me so much because it's just like just because you're good looking doesn't mean that you get to pick and choose. Like he's not even I that good looking. Everyone. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to be mean. No, here, but, but like he's saying, he's like, if I'm ripped, then I can ask for a skinny girl. I'm allowed to do that. And it's right. like not really that. Like you're still just you're still a dick yeah. if you do. I that mean, all I was way. saying in mine is like, are you expecting this girl to be super thin and skinny, and you're doing the complete opposite? Because that's also like, yeah, I don't know how you're expecting that if you're not working on yourself like that. Because girls that exactly. are super skinny with big butts are in the gym every day for like hours. So you're not, if you're not doing the same thing, just... how do you expect? I don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I say to like act how you would want your partner to be, right? Because you're going to be spending time doing the things that they would be oh, doing. But Jasmine, that doesn't apply to men. Men can act however they want. Women must be silent. Know your role, know your place. Get back in the kitchen, you fucking bitch. men. <laughs> anyway, yeah, get back in the kitchen, but don't eat because you can't have an ounce. Don't of eat. I only cook for yeah, him. Only cook for him. You should know. We're lingerie in the kitchen while you're at God. it. Such a terrible woman. <laughs> um, Disgusting. Yeah, I know. I suck. Um, and then yeah, he just went on to say some more stupid shit. Like I dated and never once called any of my girlfriends fat. I just feel. Oh my god! <laughs> Three claps for you. Wow, the bare minimum. You didn't insult the women you were dating. Oh my god! <laughs> and by saying that now, he's insinuating that they were fat. So like, he's still fucking insulting them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then he just said. <clears throat> I just feel that I've settled and see women I want. I I don't judge like fat ass 100. <laughs> Wait, yes, you do. Also, that's not English. <laughs> oh, 
And then he just said, you're right. And I see your point. I'm sorry if I offended you, like with an A. Offended you. I just, he doesn't speak English. He doesn't speak English. This is, this is a catfish. This is some guy. And then from he asked me how tall I am. And I was like, all right, I'll entertain this. I said, five, five. And he said, okay, nice. You're not like guardian gnome short. And then he said, oh, he just know? went on to say, well, just wondering, I'm looking to meet. Garden gnome. Oh, oh my he, God. Said, he meant to say garden gnome. I didn't get gnome. that either. Okay. Thank you. He said guardian gnome. I, but He doesn't know. This is this some is man fake. from, okay. I watched 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> I know this. He is from either somewhere in the Middle East or Africa. I'm telling you. Or India. Well, whatever it is. Places. What the fuck? And, um. He just said, well, just wondering, I'm looking to meet and talk any lady wants to talk to me. How's that? I'm tired of not being able to enjoy things, laugh, etc. I'm going to enjoy life, and if you want, then I'm okay with meeting you sometime. If not, I understand. And I, I did not respond. <laughs> yeah. Um, Why would you ever want to meet him? Like, what? <laughs> also... Well, how many miles away did it say he was? Mm, um, I didn't even look this at that. Is where you oh, it says 45 miles away. So he's here. Because that doesn't come up otherwise. Like, they pay for you to not, like, see True. their... So I don't know what's going on with that. This is a that's, real person, well, unfortunately. I don't know that that's the pictures, but this is a real person that, like, lives here. So. I'm, like, frightened at his speech. Yeah, me too. I... I did he go to elementary school? <laughs> I, like, questioned it while we were talking. I was like, there's no way that this person graduated from high school. No. 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 They, like, dropped out in, like, sixth grade. I really just, I can't imagine that English would be your first language and you would speak like that. Guardian gnome. <laughs> Guardian gnome, short. And yeah, he spelled gnome, gnome N-O-M-E. But I, like, got what he was saying. <laughs> Jasmine, he's not. He doesn't speak. This is not his first language. You know, and if even if it is, I'm going to live with it and I'm going to sit with it and I'm going to say it's not because no, that's the only I'm not way giving him handle. the benefit of the doubt. I'm just adding to no, this and I saying he's dumb. To. Like, he's he just doesn't know. Wow. Well, that <laughs> was quite the tinder What a roller coaster. Story. Thank you for coming with me, everyone, what on this ride. A roller coaster. <laughs> now we have our little doo doo. <laughs> Wow. Holy crap. <laughs> I'm that's just I'm not okay from that. I really don't Yeah, I know. Understand. I think I lost some brain cells rereading that, but anyway, I, I hope really that man did. does find his tall, slim, sexy lady with no fat but a fat ass. But don't worry, he'll settle for anyone. Yeah, because he said that like, at the yeah, end. Yeah, I'll still talk to you. Because you're not guardian gnome short. <laughs> yeah, he so said worry. at the end, like, um, how about so this? I'll just talk like to that. any woman or like something like that. Yeah. How about this? I'm really just trying to get my dick wet, honestly. <laughs> you know, if I had to choose, I'd choose a skinny bitch, but I'll, I'll take fat bitch too, you know. <laughs> what a piece of shit. I can't. Yeah. It's amazing. Just don't know how your bio says that and then you match with me. Like, I'm curvy. Like, I'm curvy in my pictures. Yeah, but Jasmine, you're gorgeous. I know, I, I'm so not, there's really Okay, no... but I'm not saying that, like, curvy is bad. I think I look good, frankly. Especially yeah. in my pictures. But I just think it's funny. Like, men will message me and be like, damn, I love your curves. Which, 
I also don't reply yeah. to that shit because no, that doesn't no, need no, to be the first thing. No, 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 I definitely get that too because, like, if someone... But you can see I'm curvy in my pictures. Like, it's not... Yeah, if someone secret. were to go to me and be like, oh, look how skinny you are, it'd be like, okay, so let's not play games. I know what I am. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's fine. I accept my curves. I love my curves. I am who yeah. I am. But, like, you can see it in my pictures. So I think it's really funny that you have a bio that says, no fat girls, just fat asses. But yeah, you match with me and call me beautiful. I don't, he doesn't judge the, like, fat ass 100, okay? He doesn't judge like that. (laughs) Fat ass 100. 100, 100, 100. (laughs) Frightened. Mm. All right. Men. I really wish I liked women. I really. Something else. There's something else. I low key. I just don't even. I guess I'll make this announcement on the podcast. I like. Jasmine, no, wait. Wait, okay, you go first. I just had a really good idea, though. What? (laughs) You go first. No, go well, first. Well, is it an idea about this? I'll shut yeah, up. Okay, we'll do yeah. it next time then. Oh, no, I want to know what you're... You already know. <laughs> I've told you. Oh, okay, okay. I, I don't know what it is right it's now, fine. but we'll talk about it later. Here's my really good idea, though. We should start, like, an uh, add-on to this segment where you talk to men the way they talk to you. So you just swipe on, like, everyone, and you write them, hey, I really want to gargle on your dick right now, (laughs) and see how they reply. How funny. Okay. Because that's like, hey, come sit on my face, you know? So those are, like, they would be, like, hell yeah. Like, I feel, they would literally be, like, hell yeah. That would kind of just blow up in our faces. (laughs) They'd, like, come and find my Instagram and be, like, where you at? Yeah. Pants already (sighs) down. Would you get more listeners, though? It'd be worth it. You just block them after. I've had so many. Since I've put on my bio, like, the podcast title. Yeah. And put that my, our sex stories are on here. I've had so many men message me, want to make another story for your podcast. It's, like, so creepy. Like, Like, it's overdone. For all of you that are listening to this. It's funny because they all think they're being original, though. They're like, watch me get her with this Right, and I literally have, like, 45 of those same messages sitting in my... Sitting in my unread pile of Tinder. That's so funny. It's like when people go up to Jake, and they're like, Jake from State Farm! And he's like... Yeah, like, I haven't gotten that since that fucking commercial came out. <laughs> wow, haha, dude, you're so funny. Wow. Oh, my God, you got him. You got him. So yeah. original. So original. Dude, the amount of times people have said that when I'm around him, like, I'm annoyed by yeah. it now. I'm like, please stop. You know, it's like an impulse thing, though. Like, I think sometimes I still think it, but I don't say it to him, but I'm like, like (laughs) dude it's literally amazing though like state farm you fucking did it you made a perfect commercial and you ruined every jake's life out there like you you did did. there you go state farm ruining lives when you're supposed to be helping you know what you you've stuck in everybody's head that's what they want i mean everyone every time they say it state farm gets brought up and you're like oh what's Mm -hmm. state farm it's insurance you can go get their insurance Mm -hmm. Wow. Brilliant marketing strategy. Yeah, honestly. We've got to come up with a marketing strategy like mm-hmm. that. I'm Jazz <laughs> from <I don't... laughs> Tinder. T- Tinder. Hey. Jazz and Liv from Tinder. Just a couple of hoes on Tinder, except I'm not anymore. But you know what? Because you're engaged. You got a ring on it. If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. And he did. So there you go. And you know what? Tinder, if you're listening, 
give me some fucking money because you know what? I'm literally the like Tinder fucking goals here. That's what people not, you know what? They don't even go on Tinder for this. Like I went above and beyond. Mm -hmm. Not only was it a bomb ass hookup, we are now getting married. So you're welcome. Yeah, that would be like the perfect Tinder advertising story. And I think that they should sponsor us because like, bro, this right here. Seriously. Just give me a little sponsor. You won't be upset. I'm getting married, Matt, on your site. You're fucking welcome. You're welcome. And I'm I'll, I'll you help you so weed out good. all the people that you need to kick off the app. See, we're working <sighs> together. We're really doing this. We're really doing it. Huh. We're doing okay. it. Okay. So, you know. Hit us up, Tinder. <laughs> yeah, hit us up. You're welcome. How's your life after me explaining stupid boys for the past 15 minutes? I loved it. Made my life better, honestly. <laughs> um, my life is good. It's really not like I guess other than like wedding planning. I'm just like okay, so I'm so 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 excited to plan this Me wedding. Too. I love talking about it. I love doing everything about it. I love like looking shit up. But here's the issue: I have a giant test on Halloween. Yeah, I need giant. to be focusing like, on that. And like I physically don't have time to even think about this wedding until after Halloween. Uh-huh. So I've been really, really like. Plus, you have too bad about it. Like you're, you know, you got time. What are you saying, January twenty twenty two? That's like a yeah, year and that's what I'm saying. Four like months, I have five months. Whatever I have it is. time before the wedding. I don't Three have months. time before this test. So the test has to take priority right now. And yeah, I have three weeks my until my sister, test too, and I've been planning a Halloween party in my free time. So you know, here's well, you priorities. Know what? Jasmine, I fucking get it because tonight, shout out to everyone listening. Literally recording this the day before. Yeah, we're really y'all are hearing this. We're recording hours before it comes <laughs> out. I'm about to go edit this. This is shit, almost live. So welcome. You almost got a live. This is live. Episode. This is truly like right. What's happening in my life right now? You've heard this. <laughs> six hours earlier something like that i don't know i'm about to edit this for you all and instead of studying so you're welcome this was my whole life in school too like i would procrastinate all of the shit and then do it very last minute i am i am the biggest procrastinator of anyone i know welcome to the club put it off till the last minute put it off put it off put it off put it off Mm -hmm. stress the fuck Mm -hmm. out stress out get an a (laughs) do it (laughs) get an a and then never think about it again that's That's my whole life story i mean i people usually are mad because i usually pull off like an a or b on some shit that i do like very last minute like i wrote a whole like 20 page paper in a night like i stayed up all fucking night it was miserable i hated it i turned it in like a minute before it was due was that in high school um no, this was college. Oh, okay. The one that I'm thinking of specifically. I was wondering if it was. But the book briefs from high school, oh. I did also yes, do that. Yes, that's what bullshit. I was going to ask you about. Yeah, me and Bella, oh, the fucking our, book our friend briefs. Bella, um, we would partner on some of them. And, yeah. dude, yeah, I, <laughs> we would like stay up all night together, like a couple nights. You take this half, and See, this half, was... and we'd write it. Yeah. I was lucky. I had Jenna, and she was not a procrastinator, so she made me do them before ahead of time. So Good for Jenna, <laughs> yeah, she would be like, "No, no, 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 we're gonna do this like the weekend before, and then 
we would turn it in, and you know how she let you like if you were there, turn it in again to get a higher if grade. If you were there, the first ten people, you could get a higher grade. Yeah. So that meant that my when they opened the gates of the school at five o'clock in the yeah. morning, I was sitting out there. Like one of us would be sitting there, one of us would go and get coffee, and like we would hold our place in line to get because it was like one letter grade higher. But can you imagine? Yeah, it was a full. That's I had, a lot, and at that time, I don't know that I was driving. So or. In the beginning of junior year, when we started doing that, because I did it both junior and senior year, um, I wasn't driving yet, and I remember having, like, my parents drop me off at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning for that bullshit. Like, yeah. Well, and you know what's so funny, too, now? It's like, I look back now, and it's like, who gives a fuck if I got a C? I cared a shit ton. I did, But too. it really wouldn't have mattered at the end matter. of the day. It didn't matter. And... Those were dual enrollment, like, college classes, and she was like, I'm preparing yeah. you for college and, like, all of this stuff. And they were harder than any college Harder class. than any college English class that I've taken. In college English, yeah. I'm and like, I've taken, a, I've taken very hard classes, Only one but... semester out of the four semesters of college English classes that I took in high school counted for anything. So why did I do that? Only one of them counted, and yeah. then I still had to take another English class. Oh, both of mine. Oh, that really sucks. Both of mine did. Because I got ENC 1101 and 1102. Yeah, they told me 1102 wasn't, like, counting anymore, so I had to take 2135. Oh, I would fucking kill myself. That's really annoying. Wait, I got 2135, though, was what you did your senior year. Did she not teach? What did she teach your senior year? ENL something. ENL 20. I don't know. Yeah, see, I just took her my junior year, and then I did full dual enrollment my senior year. So I was at SCF the whole year. So I didn't have her, but I did love her as a person. I thought she was a really sweet teacher. And I got to say, like, she was as annoying as a class was. I learned a lot and, like, actually got something out of it. She was a good teacher. It was just too much, you know? It was too much. It was a lot. It was a lot for... That was one class out of our, like, seven yeah, and I had exactly. calculus at the same time. Like, give me a fucking break. Yeah, no, that's a lot. That's a lot for sure. I always found it funny when high school, like, tried to tell you they're preparing you for college, and then you get into college, and you're like, this is at least, okay, community college. Mm-hmm. You get into community college, and you're like, wow, this is so much easier than high school. Mm-hmm. Well, and then, yeah, I mean, my freshman year of college wasn't too difficult, especially the first semester. It was pretty easy. Yeah. Um. But I remember stressing about this, um, the calc class that I was in my senior year. I got in the first week. I was like, I don't know what's going on. I need to switch out of this class because I'm just going to get a bad grade. And I went down to the guidance counselor or whatever. And I was like, I'm not going to do good in this class. I need to switch into like math for college readiness or something like that. Wait, why did you take calc though? I don't know. It was just the next thing. And they all advised me to go on to take it. Um, but you never, that's I never so needed weird it because it's not like you were ever planning on doing a major that, yeah. you know, like for me, I was doing engineering. Yeah. I was going to have to take calculus. I was planning college, at the time so. to go into school for music education. Like it's like what? so stupid. Why would you ever need that? Yeah. That's so crazy. And they all advised me to take it and they were all telling me that I wouldn't get into college if I didn't take it. And then when I wanted to drop it, she said, oh, they're not going to accept you if you drop this class. You're going to have to have a really good reason, like an illness. Okay. So I ended up taking it, and I got like a 70. And I'm pretty sure it was a pity 70 because I probably deserved a D. 
Um, Who was your, I don't was your teacher? Um, I don't even remember her name. She had, like, short, like, like short, like, gray hair. she really hair. like Ohio State? Oh, you know what? I remember her. No, I had her for. Was she young? I had that girl for. Um, okay. Pre-calc, right? Yeah. But. Because I had her for pre-calc and trig, and she was tough. Yeah, no, I had. It starts with an L. I'm not going to, like, blast her name on here, but. Um, I don't she had like little glasses. She was short. She had like short. She on the IB floor. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't have like any. She hated me. She fucking hated me, dude. Like I would ask a question. (laughs) You weren't an IB. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I wasn't an IB. But she, she would do a problem like one time on the board for an example, and I wouldn't get it because I didn't get it how she was teaching it. Like I needed it done another way or like explained. My brain doesn't really function if I don't know why things fit together, so I couldn't, like, put that together either. Right. Whereas some people can just be, like, plug in the formula. I could, My brain doesn't – I don't know. Yeah. And so I would yeah. ask a question and be like, wait, what? How do you do this? And she would just do the same thing she just did over again. And then I was like, great. That's yeah. really clear. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. Cool. Okay. Totally get it now. Didn't get it the first time, but you did it again the exact same way. She hated totally me, get dude. It. And, like, I think to be a successful teacher, you got to be able to do things at least two ways. Like, you have to be oh, able yeah. to see it from two different ways. Because there's no yeah. way that all of your students think exactly like you. What? Like, no. So, anyway. No, my best teachers, first of all, loved what they were teaching. Mm-hmm. Um. And they also, and because they loved it, they could explain it forwards, backwards, and sideways. Mm-hmm. So, like, you always knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. And they were also the hardest teachers I ever mm-hmm. had. But they taught you that well. Were my so best that didn't teachers. matter. But they fucking taught you. And the few classes that, okay, they were not the hardest. I actually, but he was not a good teacher. My hardest classes were Calc 3 and ODE, which I took at the same time with the same teacher, which I didn't fucking know. Mm -hmm. Also happened to be the worst fucking teacher of my life. Now, shout out to him, though, because I'm pretty sure he pity-passed me in Calc 3, and bless his heart for that. Shout out to him. That shit, I would have died if I had to retake. I failed every single test, but he let you retake two of them. So I retook two of the tests, which is the only thing that got me into a C. That just goes to show you how hard that class is. It was impossible. ODE, on the other hand, was not that hard, but I had to get a tutor and then, I don't know. All that is besides the point. I'm just saying my best teachers were the ones that had you literally have homework all the time you're working on the class a lot you fucking hated them during Mm -hmm. it although i never did i respect teachers like that because i'm like as long as you're fair Mm -hmm. i get it go ahead and give me the work because i actually appreciate that you're making me do something Mm -hmm. because my other classes i will slack until i i slack in everything that i can do until like i know Mm -hmm. i know when i'm like okay i need to pick up the pace because i'm not going to get the grade that i Mm -hmm. want but i slack Mm -hmm. me too so i appreciate teachers that are like no you're not going to fucking slack in this class you have to put 100 percent to pass and so i'm like all right yeah i'll take it fair enough yeah well, anyway, now that guys, we went on a rant about school, I hope you're triggered. Do that. Hope you're triggered. I, t- <laughs> I told Jasmine, we're like, we're going to keep this short little 10 minutes because, yeah. like I said earlier, got to edit the no, whole thing. No, this is probably like 30 minutes, but it's fine. 
that's all right. I went on a rant and that's what I do. So that's why I have a podcast. That's why we have a podcast <laughs> like so talk. I can rant whenever the fuck I want. <laughs> um, anyway, you guys, Camilla is amazing. You guys are going to love this interview. Yes. If you love the witchy shit, if you love the spirituality shit, this one is definitely for you. And I loved it. I was like, just so enthralled. And if you're time. new to it, a whole new world. Oh, that yeah, was I've got to add like little beautiful. clips of singing in here. <laughs> it was so and That's good. my song. It's Princess Jasmine. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Jazzy Jazz and her cat Raja, mm-hmm. baby. Yeah. And if you guys <laughs> haven't gotten this yet, I named my cat Raja because Princess Jasmine's tiger is named it's Raja. Raja. And if you guys didn't know that, please, I'm sorry your childhood sucked. That's <laughs> all I have to say about that. All right. Here is Camilla. Hello, everyone. We are here with Camilla. Hey, girl. Hey, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. So I think that first we should tell how we met. Um, So Camilla is my best friend of, oh, how many years? Like almost 10 years, right? I want to say about 10. Yeah, almost 10 years. Um, We met in ninth grade. And uh, the only reason that we became friends, we were both like shy and weird people, (laughs) especially in ninth grade. We were both like really like awkward right yeah Yeah. um but not honestly I was like I think my fear of not having friends and like sitting alone at lunch like overcame my anxiety of talking to people Mm -hmm. and so I don't I just like in we had a class together we had acting and it was our first period and in that class like she just seemed like someone nice to talk to so I started talking I was like um do you want to like eat lunch together (laughs) and I think you asked me that within like the first 20 minutes of the class so I was really happy because I was like yes that was my mission of the day (laughs) oh my god need a friend need a friend and that was literally like the first 20 minutes of high school Mm -hmm. yeah oh my god that's so cute Literally so cute. It was so yeah. grateful. The rest is history. <laughs> I do. I remember one year in high school. It wasn't my freshman year, thankfully, but I think it was my junior year. I had like a really awkward lunch crew who, like, most of them like skip school a lot, and it was the mm-hmm. worst. Like, I had to eat lunch alone so many times. I fucking hated it. It's the worst. Yeah. Our so our freshman year. We started out, like, the first week or two, like, just us and this other girl. Um, And then this other girl found her own group. So then it was just us for, like, a second. But then we ended up growing into this group of, like, eight, ten people that, like, sat together and ate together. And then slowly, like, as the years progressed, one by one, people fell off because of, like, drama and, like, just, you know, high school bitchiness. Yeah. Shit like that, but... We stayed strong. That's so cute. Lunch yeah. crew forever. Yeah. <laughs> we almost had like a little bit of a weird falling out in high school because of this like other girl that was kind of like part of our like, you know, group. And um, 
I remember we didn't talk for a minute because I thought she didn't want to talk to me. And I don't know. She was just not involving herself in drama and whatever. Because you two were more of the closer friends. And I was just like, I felt like I was tagging along. And it was like a whole drama. Yeah, this girl was like a bitch to me yeah, in high she school. Really she bad. she basically like told me she never wanted to be my friend and she like wanted to not be friends with me for like six months or something and made me cry in the lunchroom. And so I went what to the, the choir fuck? room. Oh, yeah. I went to the choir room <laughs> and I was just like crying and everyone was holding me. Um but Camilla oh was there God. for that lunch. And then uh that girl texted me after and was like nobody gave a fuck that you were crying. Um, and she basically said like me and Camilla don't want to be your friend. So I thought, Oh, okay. Well, they both don't want to be friends with me. Yeah. I thought they were just like hanging out and I was like crushed. And that girl didn't even talk to me like that. Like I was more so friends with you. Yeah. She was more of your friend. Yeah. We, I super want to know who it is. Do I know her? think you would you've probably heard me talk about her but i don't think you would know okay all right um but yeah so we had that weird falling out for like a month or two and then at the time it was like your (laughs) ex-boyfriend but it was more like a friend he reached out to me and he was like hey uh camilla really needs you um she's like dating this guy and she's going through like a lot and whatever and she needs you to like talk to her and whatever and I was like um I don't think she wants to talk to me but okay I'll try and I like reach out to her and then I don't know we just the rest is handled that immediately (laughs) did you guys ever talk about it or did you guys just both kind of drop it at the same time I don't know I think we like talked about it back then but it was more so me being like I thought you didn't want to be my friend and she was like no I thought that i don't know like you didn't want to talk to me because of all of that or like something you know yeah 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 i just know a lot of like bullshit that i had going on with friends you we would just like end up talking again and then no one would ever discuss like what happened Mm -hmm. or why it happened Mm -hmm. which is probably not the best i don't even remember what actually happened for all of that drama to like ensue i don't know if you do but i don't that anyway that girl was a bitch she was awful yeah who the fuck says something like that And i feel like she liked to start drama oh i'm sure and there would be like days when i you know found out that i got an a on my test or like something and i'd be like oh like i'm so happy i got an a or i got a solo and yeah you know the choir whatever and she would be like you always fucking talk about yourself like blah blah blah," you know and yeah i don't know she must have been, like, a really insecure, jealous person. I was like, girl, all I am, like, I'm sorry, but I was just genuinely excited and, like, wanted to share with who I thought was my friend yeah. that this happened to me, but yeah, cool. Yeah, no, like, any, anyone that's okay with themselves is happy for someone else when something like that happens. Yeah, and, like, grades and music were, like, the two things that I had going for me in high school. Yeah, Everything exactly. else I was, like, severely depressed about, so... <laughs> Oh my god, so accurate yeah. though. Yeah. That's so fucked up. 
I really yeah. want I'll ask you who it is after. Anyway, yeah. Camilla. It's like a dark soul. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wait, and we where, have no idea what happened to her. I was no. just about to ask you, have no idea where she went, what she's doing. Hmm. But, and maybe we can delve into this like later on, but we did ask um, my pendulum a few things about her when like all of that was At happening. At the time, yeah. And it came true. But anyway, we'll mention that Fuck. later. Fuck. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. We're definitely going to talk about that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so- first I'd like to properly introduce you yes so um we'd like to hear a little bit about you we'll just start with your like sexual orientation um political views and religious beliefs yeah so i am a straight female um and in terms of political views i am certainly more liberal um democratic but i it really stresses me out to be quite honest with you so i i'm registered to vote and i'm going to vote but i'm not on the computer researching or like looking super into things because it's overwhelming especially when i don't feel like i Mm -hmm. can do anything at the moment about it yeah right no exactly like my mom always sends me shit about what's going on with trump and you know stuff like that and it just kind of pisses me off like every time I hear news about that. So I just try to tune it out because otherwise I just stay angry. Yeah, it's so. overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree too. If I see something, I, it, it'll ruin my whole day, honestly. Like I can get, if it's something that really pisses me off, uh, it'll stick with me for hours. So I really often try not to look into it because mm. it's just uh, really makes me angry mm-hmm. and then it scares the shit out of me because i see how many people agree with that thing and then i'm oh, like oh my god i couldn't even do another four years I know. and then you see where he's like i'm not if i lose i'm not gonna peacefully pass the power I know. and then you see when he's like i'm gonna go for another term after i win this one and i'm like this really scares me because all it's of his becoming like dictatorship kind of shit and they all I'm worship like, him Exactly. I was saying that the other day. I was like, bro, fucking Republicans have such a big issue with socialism, but apparently no issue with the fucking dictatorship because Mm -hmm. that's what his goal is. He's like God to his like supporters. Yeah, he's disgusting. He's going to die one day, but I thought Rona would get him. (laughs) And then hey, it's still lady, around, so. <laughs> I know. That lady from Canada tried to send him a... I know. And I was, honestly, I was so low-key pissed. Yeah, there was a lady from Canada that tried to send him, like, a box full of this, like, was it just, like, very toxic It was, like, a poison letter like or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't... And, of course, it got intercepted before it got yeah. to him, but... Fucking shame. They tried. Even Canada's trying. Like... I know. <laughs> Oh, he knows. All right, I'm just going to go on record and say I am not wishing for the president's death. Okay, there. Yeah, me either. Wouldn't be mad if it happened. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, I work in hospice. Like, death is natural and inevitable Mm -hmm. for everyone. So, you know, I mean, when it, it's just a matter of when it happens. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Sooner rather than later. Anyway. (laughs) moving on so what are your religious beliefs um well that's been like a topic in my life um i would say i'm more so spiritual than anything mm-hmm. um i've tried i i've tried to be um a full-on christian jesus follower but it hasn't 
Um, it's just not something that I felt in me. Like I, mm-hmm. it, it just felt fake to me every time I mm-hmm. tried. I don't think like back in high school when we met, mm-hmm. were you practicing like Christianity? No. Yeah. No. No. Okay. By then it was no. before that. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Okay. So did you like kind of grow up, your parents were Christian and then you kind of followed what they did? Yeah. So basically, um, well, you know, as, as a child growing up in elementary school, would go to church. Um, I am a Christian church and I just, I never felt drawn towards that. Um, and then, um, what church, like, like denomination did you go to being that yeah. you're from? Argentina. Well, were you born? You were born here. I was born in Florida. Yeah. And then you moved back to Argentina I for did. a bit. Yeah. Um, and then when I, when I moved to Argentina for a year and a half, um, in sixth grade, I went to a Catholic private school. Um, and I was just not having it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so I, you moved back when you were in sixth grade. Yeah. yeah I mean, you I only was, moved for a year. Right? I moved there for a year and a half. Um, I was so born. Why here. did you, why did you move back? Um, (laughs) my mom, my mom just wanted us to get more acquainted with her side of the family. Um, because that's a really drastic move, especially in sixth grade. Yeah. For only a year and a half. Yeah. For only a year and a half. That's like really yeah like far plane tickets are like twelve hundred dollars to get there like that should tell you how far it is (laughs) did you know um, it's spanish in argentina right not portuguese yeah Yeah, no it's spanish but you have your own dialect yeah yeah they do it's like a castilian spanish a little Mm -hmm. bit um did you know it fluently when you moved there yeah she still does i yeah i was yeah because you know i was raised um with my family speaking Spanish to me at the house. And, um, I was born and raised in Florida. So then I had English with my cousins and at school, um, and with friends. So I was like, you know, I felt comfortable speaking and everything. It was just that when I got into school and I was at, we were like, you know, in history class and math class, mm, I was out. (laughs) Mm. I had tutors every day because I just, I was not getting it. Um, cause of course, like I was just speaking Spanish at the house and now I'm like in, um, in Argentina in mm-hmm. a Catholic school and they were super strict too, by the way. Did you say they had higher standards for oh, classes yes. there? Yeah. Like what we were learning in sixth grade was way behind what they were learning. Yeah. So yeah. when I got there, I was supposed no to, yeah, no, I was supposed to be in sixth grade, right? But they started me off in fourth grade because they said that, yeah, they said that Florida was bad. Mm-hmm. Their schooling is a lot more advanced. <laughs> is yeah. that just Argentina or is that the private school you were going to? Um, well, Argentina was already more, I, I mm-hmm. feel like they were more advanced. And then the school I went wow. to, um, they said I was at a fourth grade level. Mm-hmm. So they had wow. me there. And then they said I had to take exams in order to like continue going Um to like the next grade, fifth grade, and then sixth grade, right? Mm-hmm. So what ended up happening was I was originally in the fourth grade, and then um, basically I had they were giving me like material that I needed to learn. Um, so I would go home, study, work on that, um, and then I ended up taking an exam for fifth grade pa- or you know fourth grade pass that fifth grade, um, and then eventually, and this was like all this was like what I was doing during that time. Um, and then towards the end, as they accepted me to like, finally be in the grade I was supposed to be in, um, we moved back. So it was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds awful. That is so much 
change in yeah. one year in a like really important um age of your life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's insane that yeah. sounds so stressful yeah like you were just trying to like figure out <laughs> i think sixth grade like that time middle school is the absolute fucking worst fucking worst it the is. worst it is and then going through all that shit mm. i oh, couldn't yeah. even i couldn't i literally couldn't imagine like i had enough issues in my life in middle school live and i lived in the same house same street same everything my whole life mm-hmm. knew the same people mm-hmm. i moving if i would have moved houses let alone fucking countries yeah like, that's wild my Bro, mom back when I was going into sixth grade I think or I was in fifth grade my mom asked me um we're thinking about moving to Tennessee like you know what do you think about that and I mean she didn't have to listen to me because I was like 10 but um I was like oh my god mom I'm gonna like lose all my friends and you're gonna like ruin my life you know like dramatic 10 <laughs> year old me and now I kind of wish that she would have had me move there, but it would have been really <laughs> hard, like being yeah. fifth grade going to sixth grade for sure. So yeah, no, I had a similar experience too. My dad was like offered a job in California, and I don't think he was ever actually going to take it, but maybe mm-hmm. he was thinking about it because my parents did ask Savannah and I, and they were like, "Oh, you know, w- what would you think about moving to California?" And both of us were like um absolutely not we don't want to move there <laughs> what yeah and they were like you don't think and savannah cool? hates change like i cannot yeah. deal with we change like, every yeah really like, everybody's here our entire family's here why would we ever move away from that and it is true your whole family is yeah here. it's all yeah. in sarasota so like yeah. and uh, opposite to you i'm happy we didn't move <laughs> yeah but no, I yeah. mean, I'm happy that I didn't move because I wouldn't have met you and I wouldn't have met Milani <laughs> and I wouldn't have met you, Liv. I know. So, you know, but I'm happy that I didn't move because of the people, but I love, I love Tennessee. Yeah, I know yeah. you do. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, with all of that said, when you were still in Argentina, were you going to church at that time, like with your family? Yeah, so basically, um, my family's Catholic. They're very Catholic. And oh. um, so, you know, I, and when I was in Catholic school, every morning they had us do a prayer. And then it was, I think it was like two Fridays, or it was either every Friday or two Fridays a month where we had to go into this chapel and like pray for a few hours and hours yeah and just I, sitting there praying yeah yeah whoa and i just like that's no. just not <laughs> something that i felt in me and there was a lot of judgment too personally oh, like, yeah. i'm not like shitting on the religion but um no there is i'm not <laughs> strict it is right and i just I, there's a lot of things i didn't agree about it um and then my grandma who, you know, she's Catholic and, you know, she's old, but uh, <laughs> she'd be like, oh, you can't get married to anyone decent because you were not um, a devout Catholic yeah, or a devout Catholic yeah. or whatever. You didn't do the communion. I think it's called communion in English. Uh, I don't yeah. know if it's communion in English. Your communion. Yeah. I think, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's what she's talking about. I mean, that's when you do the bread and the wine during church that's a communion is that what you're talking about yeah i'm not sure how to say it in english but um it's like a, a it's what you do to officially become a catholic like baptism oh i think uh, yeah, confirmation certain. oh yeah, confirmation. confirmation confirmation 
Wow. So, so your grandma basically said <laughs> you're never gonna find a man because you didn't. You're not, yeah, confirmed. In the yeah, church. you're not pure. <laughs> oh wow! Thanks, wow. grandma. Wow. Does she live um, here or in Argentina? Yeah. So she lived. So when I was living there, I was living in the city, but she lived like three hours away in this remote town. It's not even on the map. Um, it's got like a total of like 2,500 people in this, in the um, town. Well, yeah. Her grandma's a badass, though. Like, from the stories that I've heard, and I met your grandma briefly. I remember I came back. We were in college already. Mm -hmm. And I think I came back for winter break, and your grandma was here. And I remember she had, like, red hair, her nails painted red. She was, like, fiery, right? And (laughs) she was, like, communicating to me through Camilla because I didn't. Oh, yeah. I can't speak Spanish. So. yeah she was funny yeah she recently got a hand surgery but she's still riding her bike she can't use her hand yeah and she's, she's like riding her, her bike all around she started an instagram and a facebook <laughs> yeah, uh, she's 85 she's like, <laughs> oh my god yeah bro my my grandma's like 86 and she can't figure out a smartphone to save her life she can't figure out a cell phone she only knows how to use a landline like it's so yeah. i commend you grandma she's <laughs> She's uh. rocking it. That's amazing. <laughs> and living in like the middle of nowhere farm town. Yeah. Well, yeah. oh, you don't even think they get service there. That's probably she like just really- got Wi-Fi a month ago. Okay. Okay. So okay. I was she say, started all this. Probably a really ignorant comment, but now I feel a little bit better about it. <laughs> so I wasn't that. Often. No, it was literally a month ago. It's like she made the account. <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy. Didn't you say some lady in the grocery store helped her do that? She actually ran to the grocery store and she had like, because, you know, she knows everybody in the town and yeah. everybody knows her. So she was like, hey, Sally, can you um, help me with this Instagram account? So, she, you know, she took her, gro- she took her like profile picture in the grocery store. <laughs> Stop. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She had her purse on, you know. Like, <laughs> uh, I want to see her Instagram. Like, I need to see it. That's so amazing. She's hilarious. I love that. I love that. So, as a child, though, like, that must have been a lot of pressure for you to feel that from your grandma about, like, meeting the right person. Did you get that from your parents as well? No, I mean, my my mom felt guilty because she was like, oh, you know, I guess you're right. Like, I, you know, I didn't have them immersed in the Catholic, you know, religion. And oh, I so your mom felt bad. Yeah, she not. felt bad. She felt like, oh, I fucked up, you know. <laughs> so she never shamed me about it. Um, it was just my grandma. And uh, I don't know, I felt kind of like a freak because all your friends were all about the Catholic religion. And they were like, oh, my God, you haven't done your confirmation. Like, you're going to hell. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn, your yeah. friends told you that? Yeah, they were like, oh my that's, god. You're going to hell. Can you imagine? Well, like, that's like... <laughs> yeah, I but that's imagine like the- my, my friends in school being like, you're going to hell. You don't go to church. Like, that's such a different culture. Yeah. Like, it oh, just wow. shows, like, how young... And, like, I don't want to call it being brainwashed because I do call myself a Christian, but, like, there is a point where it's a lot more than you know like it's so much fear that they instill Mm -hmm. in you like you're going to hell if you don't get confirmed you're going to hell if you like the same sex you're you know like that it's uh, it's not good so I understand why you didn't really resonate with it so when did you realize like that wasn't for you 
Um, well, I've had like multiple times where I just felt I was at an all time low and I was like, who am I calling into? Like, who am I like leaning on when, you know, when shit hits the fan? Um, and it's, I just certainly didn't feel, I didn't feel like a, like a Jesus follower. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, so that stuck with me for a bit where I was like, okay, who do I call on to? Like who, like what, you know, what makes me feel safe? And I didn't have that for a while. And that's when I realized, okay, clearly like this isn't, you know, what I'm supposed to believe in. It just doesn't, Mm -hmm. I I can't fake it. And, you know, I really, I really tried. I tried reading the Bible. I tried, but it's just not something that I felt within me. Mm -hmm. Um, So then, you know, as years progressed, I was really depressed because I really didn't want to leave Argentina, even though it was really hard for me. Um, At the time, I was really upset about it because I had actually made a lot of good friends Mm -hmm. Um, and I had finally felt like I belonged. Well, yeah, and being there a year and a half, like you're just mm-hmm. getting into the groove of it, like I, that that and is then such uproot a your life again and go time. back. Yeah, that is a year and a half, like I think some people like maybe when I was younger that would sound like forever, but now I'm like that goes by in a flash, like just as you're getting settled, you're packing things up again to go back to the United mm-hmm. States. That's yeah, crazy. yeah. So I was super upset about it for a while there. Um, and, um, so then we came back here and that's when I got into middle school, seventh and eighth grade. Um, and then for seventh and eighth grade, I ended up going to like three or four different middle schools. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I did. Like, yeah. That was like a whole other dilemma. Um, did you move yeah. back to Sarasota or did you move back to a different, no, um, Sarasota, Florida. Okay. Yep. I just went to all of the middle schools in town. <laughs> yeah. Which middle schools did you go to? I went to um I went to Brookside for seventh grade. Um right. I like that. Um I went there because my cousin who's also my best friend, she was going there and um so you know I put mm-hmm. my little zip code on her yeah. <laughs> so that I could go yeah. so I could go with her to school. Um but then like I had to put my own zip code at some point. Um so basically I and I wasn't doing too well either in school. Um I felt my, like, in English, I wasn't doing well. I wasn't doing well in math. So. <laughs> Recurring theme. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, my dad got contacted by this school. Um, it was, like, a second chance school, which was really bad. And it, I was not a bad kid, but they said I no, needed help was academically. was a terrible school. It was, like, a form of triad, which, like, in our area is, like, not. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. Good. Yeah. But um, I went there. I had, like a lot of bullying and harassment. So oh I had to God. end up switching over to um, Sarasota Middle School. Yeah, that's where I ended up finishing middle school. Yeah, and I remember I saw her around middle school because I was there um, yeah. when she started in eighth grade. I remember, like, I saw her and my first, like, thought of her because I was walking somewhere. We were both, like, not in class when we should have been. Not that we were skipping, <laughs> but, like, I was going somewhere, you were going somewhere. And I just remember being like, wow, that girl's beautiful. And yeah. she told me later, like, I wish she would have told me that or whatever, because she was, like, really low at that time or something. I was severely depressed. And I didn't well, not feel pretty. <laughs> I mean, you guys, Camilla's a fucking model. Like, yeah. literally. She just doesn't guys. know it, but she is. You guys are too nice. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah, no. pretty. Like, it's. <laughs> She's so pretty. So I can only imagine like, oh my God, I remember when I was in middle school, I 
whole I was a, a little chub, but yes, I mean same. Yeah, <laughs> I would have done this. I would have literally been like in awe. I was in awe of every pretty girl in middle yeah. school. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and then I don't know. We didn't talk in middle school. She hung out with people that apparently hated me that I didn't know hated me at the time. Oh my gosh! And they would like talk about me at their lunch jealous. table, like. I don't know. In eighth grade, I had, well, in in middle school, I had, like, a a flash of, like, popularity that was, like, unbeknownst to me. Like, I had birthday parties every year that I guess were kind of fun. Like, my parents' friend was a DJ, and so we had that. Okay, no, that's cool. Middle school, that's everything. You have a DJ at your birthday party? Yeah, we had, like, (laughs) a chocolate fountain at one of them, and then we had, like, a huge, um, like, bounce house thing or not bounce house but a gladiator mat at like one of them oh my god jasmine i wish i was at your middle school party the eighth (laughs) grade party we had a um he was like on a nickelodeon tv show um i forget what it's called but it was like like monsters in the high school that they were like secretly fighting um uh I don't remember what it's called. I'll have to, like, look it up and post it. But, um, yeah, he was, like, a main character in that TV show. But he was actually, like, 25 or, like, something at the time. Yeah. And my dad knew him. And so he came to my birthday party and everyone was, like, freaking out and taking pictures with him. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. That's he, like, he, like, took me into a room at one point and, like, handed me, like, a signed autograph, like, picture, like, headshot picture so special i still have it you still have it wait 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 wait. i want to see can we post it on the yeah we can post it i'll get a picture of it but yeah i still have it and (laughs) anyway needless to say i guess i had fun birthday parties and um so eighth grade when she was at sms i was in the lunchroom handing out my invites I was just inviting people. I was just inviting people that like exclusive. I know. I know. I was just inviting people that like I knew and Mm -hmm. was friends with, and I wasn't Mm -hmm. even thinking twice about it. Like I wasn't like, hmm, who who is uh worthy of coming to my birthday? Who's lucky enough? Yeah. Yeah. And apparently they were all sitting there like, who do you think is gonna get invited? And I had (laughs) zero idea that people were doing that. And honestly, if they would have been like, I want to come, I would have been like, sweet, come. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Anyway, so one of the girls in particular hated me because she tried to steal my boyfriend but then I got him back anyway yeah (laughs) it was hilarious she was like do you guys think she's prettier than me and everybody would stay quiet because like literally Jasmine was prettier (laughs) everybody would stay quiet (laughs) because it's middle school you know they're not like really good at lying so they would just stay quiet Oh my god, it's so accurate. Wait, yeah. hide on their heads. <laughs> I want to know all these people's names now. I yeah, really know. it's it's uh really funny. But anyway, so we both kind of knew each other before we knew each other, because I like saw you around and I was like, dang, she's so pretty. Like, what the heck? And then she knew me because of the girls yeah. that sat at your yeah. lunch table. So anyway, wow. <laughs> good thing that you like didn't like not like her from that you know what i mean 
Oh, hell like, because no. of what they said. I knew they were jealous. No, no, no. I, I knew. <laughs> I knew what, you know, you know what's up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, like, scared to talk to you because I was like, she's pretty. Like, what if she's, like, super popular? No. And then when we got into high school and you were, like, sitting alone and acting, I was like, this is safe. <laughs> this is safe. I'll go sit with her. Safe bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's perfect. <laughs> we're so dumb. <laughs> honestly we're still like that now like we're just shy and weird but yeah I yeah, am super I, awkward yeah, that's why it works the same way <laughs> most like any of my friends probably went up and talked to me first mm-hmm. and then or I met them through someone else mm-hmm. I'm like really bad at making friends myself yeah I think choir was a different space like it felt very comfortable to yeah. just talk to anyone in there but, but even so, you definitely approached me first. Yeah. I mean... Because that, I was the new... I was the only 10th grader in Yeah, chamber. and that probably also came from just, like... I don't think that was me being outgoing. I think it was just that choir was, like, a family, and we want to make everyone feel like they're yeah. a part of it, you know? So yeah, anybody that's new, especially, like, being younger than everyone... I was just like, I'm going to love on you and be. You know, yeah. Friend, so. Yeah. Thank God for that, though. That would have been you and Rachel Surratt. Or I shouldn't have just said her full name. No, she wouldn't care. I'm talking nice about her, so it's yeah. fine. I remember. <laughs> I don't think she anyone would... has a mean thing to say about that girl. She's awesome. You've met so, her. No. So nice. So nice. She was, like, one of the first people to come up to me, I remember, and, like, sit down and talk with me and just make me feel mm-hmm. so much more calm. So. Yeah. Anyway, that went off track so yeah, so far. So back to religion. Yes. <laughs> we're good at going on tangents, but so we always do. You were talking about um like how you moved around through schools. So was it like in middle school when you kind of you said you were kind of depressed and whatever when you moved back because you didn't really want to leave Argentina at the time? So was it, like, then that you started having some, like, I need to seek outward kind of? Um, no, I just kind of hit, like, a depression spiral. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I I went through, I was, like, very depressed. Went on through ninth grade. And and, and all this time in, in middle school or, you know, the end of middle school and, and a bit of high school, um, I was on depression pills um, or de- depression uh, medic- medication. Oh, yeah, you were. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, yeah. So real quick, mm-hmm. um, I just have a few questions about that. Like first, when did you have a moment that you felt like you needed the medicine um, or was it like your mom who saw that? And like, how did you actually go about like mm. getting on the medicine? Yeah. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I, whole yeah, show. it is because I don't truly feel like at the end of the day I needed it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it was more so bless my mom. Like she did the best she could, but she just, she was like, Oh, she has issues. She's always angry. And it was because, you know, a few things going on, um, with my family and a lot of moving and just a lot of mostly like a lot of things within my family. I think it was environmental stressors Mm -hmm. and things that were like causing anything that they were seeing from you. But then they just said, oh, that can't possibly be from our family situation being insane. So it must be that you've just got issues. Yeah. And of course, like me, 
I'm not, I wasn't about to put my family under the bus. So, like, I never said anything. I was like, yeah, sure. You're problems. scared to get them in trouble yeah. and shit like that. So, but also, you're going to listen to what your parents are saying. So, if they're saying, no, no, it couldn't be us, it's you, you're going to be like, All right, well, yeah, like, maybe it is me. Like, yeah. how are you supposed to know any better when you're at that age? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, just from what you've said on the podcast, I can't believe like that alone would cause so many emotion like so much emotional distress just moving like that just moving like that yeah uprooted exactly and Mm -hmm. then to hear that there were other things on top of it no wonder like it makes a lot of sense to me and then going through um puberty like Like, all of this happening in middle school literally the worst possible time for to have any huge change um anyway so you were saying that it was your mom who kind of decided that you needed to start medication yeah actually it was in argentina when i I started taking them but um and basically like we sat in a in a a psychiatrist's office and she was like she has a lot of anger issues and she's always depressed so talking for you yeah and i don't i remember not saying much because again like i wasn't gonna say anything but you know there's a lot of things there was a lot more going on than that um but I always felt like I was the one with the problems all the time. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm, you know, I have issues. It's me. It's because they were telling you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and at the time, like, I didn't know any better. Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't really know. Of course. So, I continued staying on these pills all up until, like, 10th grade. I remember. Um, yeah. So, then in 10th grade, I finally dropped them because I was like, actually, <laughs> I don't think it was all me. <laughs> And I think you stopped oh, taking wow. them like cold turkey. I did. And that was that's bad. That's not a great idea. Yeah, no, that's it was bad. Idea. You were having like withdrawals. Like I remember a time when you were sick. I think you said you fell asleep in class or something and like the whole class. And I couldn't get up. And you couldn't get up. Like, oh, and you said you had these spells where like you fell asleep. You knew you were like sleeping, but you couldn't wake yourself up. I couldn't like pick it. up my body. Yeah. I don't know if I was hallucinating or what, but I couldn't like pick up my body and I could hear the bell ringing. Oh, wow. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was just thinking like, I've had moments where I'll be like taking a nap or something and I know I need to wake up to go and do something, but I like, like in my nap, I'm like, get up, get up, get up. But I can't get up. Mm-hmm. But I definitely, that is so much different than being at school, hearing mm-hmm. the bell ring and just being like, no, I still frozen. Can't. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's insane. Yeah. And also, I think during that time, you were so, like, shaky and, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're having withdrawals. Um, I have another quick question. So, you started this in middle school. Did any of your friends know? No, absolutely not. Okay. I mean, just besides okay. my cousin. Um, she was the only one who knew everything, but um, no. And then the friends that I had, like, in middle school, I I wasn't – I didn't feel, like, comfortable sharing things like, like that right, with them right. and tell them anything or like a shallow friend group yeah yeah, yeah. well I was gonna say like I, I want to start off there's nothing wrong with being on medicine like if you need medicine no. to help you function I think 100% you should be taking it but when you're in middle school and you know I don't know a lot of middle schoolers that are on mm-hmm. medication yeah so and you're can, already on high doses mm-hmm. yeah I can only imagine what you know if you would have told them like I just I was wondering if they had you know said something to you about it made you feel like like um 
I can't think of the word, like left out. I don't want to say mm-hmm. left out, but like um weird for like having weird, to take yeah. them or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like in middle school there would have been some kind of like stigma about that from absolutely. especially like from the people you were hanging out with at the time. Yeah, absolutely. They probably wouldn't have said anything to your face though. I feel like they're the type of people that would have like just oh, said like, oh my god, can you believe that yeah. she's and, and that's the type of thing too. They're like, Oh, she's doing it for attention, you know, because that's right. all you think about in middle school. It's like no one's actually sad. They're all doing it for attention. Oh yeah. It's all attention really, seeking. We're all super fucking sad and we just need to stop being mean to each other. It's so awful <laughs> and it's like a whole different topic, but I remember SMS just being awful. There was this girl I remember specifically that had scars, like visible scars on her wrists and stuff. And at the time I was just such a shy and nervous kid that like, I didn't reach out to her. Um, and I hate, like, if I could turn back, I would encourage everyone to have, of course. And now she's fine. She's so okay. But I remember people being like, Oh my God, she just wants attention. Like, why is she doing? But like, really, she was probably struggling with some really heavy shit. So middle school sucked asshole anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess my question was, did you have any feelings of that kind of um, loneliness or being the weird one, the odd one out because you were taking the medicine or because no one knew? Okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. I just, I stayed quiet about everything. And I think that's where I I want to say that honestly, like that's when I started to just be um, to myself and I started being Mm -hmm. really quiet and I, you know, like when I was hanging out with friends, I never said anything about my family, Mm -hmm. about my personal life, nothing. I just stayed quiet about everything. I think that's when I started shoving everything down. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So certainly like I felt lonely and I felt alone all the time and I just felt misunderstood. I think that's kind of why we clicked so well though, like through our (laughs) like through our trauma like our family induced trauma um because I'm sure I was the first one that said some shit about it because there was a lot going on in my household and I just remember there was days when we'd come to school we both are like looking exhausted and I'm like oh my parents were fighting all night and she's like oh Mm -hmm. same dude and like (laughs) (laughs) it just happened like every day so yeah, I mean, we definitely related very much in that respect. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think I felt very misunderstood, too, until mm-hmm. you were like, oh, nah, same shit, dude. <laughs> so uh, you guys literally found each other at the perfect time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Soul sisters. And we were pointing yeah. out that, or she pointed this out, we've always been in, like, this weird same proximity of Mm -hmm. each other. Mm -hmm. Like, we've always lived, like, two blocks away from each other, even when we didn't know each other. Yeah. And Lonnie, who I became best friends with in sixth grade, she actually knew in, like, fourth grade. No, second grade. Second grade. She knew Lonnie and, like, would go over to her family's house and shit. So we've always had, like, these weird... Yeah. connections yeah so we were even if we hadn't went to the same high school or something we were gonna meet like we live right down the road from each other now so it's yeah it's weird that's so cool well so it sounded like the medicine had the opposite effect on you then instead of helping you through a depression it puts you deeper into one yeah I mean I felt like it numbed me a bit to be honest with you I remember feeling very numb and just Mm -hmm. a little bit emotionless Mm mm-hmm um, but that's also a symptom of just depression, too. Yeah. Like that numbing 
kind of thing. So I don't know. That's just. I also hear a lot though with depression medication that it can go too far and you just feel absolutely nothing. nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which sounds almost worse. What do you think though? I haven't really um, experienced either. I think that um, at its time, I I was like crying a lot and I was severely depressed. So it it kind of like shut that off a bit. Um, but, but it didn't then, really help you work through it. No, it, just... it didn't. It just kind of like I numbed through it. So then at the end of the day, I was like, well, like I I don't know. I feel like I've just been like walking like a zombie you know didn't um, process shit that happened not processing just, anything yeah. no just letting things go through so i was like i don't and then and then when you start to realize that certain things were not normal within your family and that these things like are not okay mm-hmm. then that's when you realize maybe i didn't need the medication maybe it was actually like my environment instead of me like mm-hmm. you know having low serotonin levels or something of this you know mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so when did you turn to spirituality? Was there a moment for you during that depression that kind of opened your eyes or was it after all of that? Actually, um, passing a bit through high school, you know, got off the meds in 10th grade, 11th, 12th grade. Fine, we got really, whatever. we got really into it like 10th, 11th. We did. We did get into it. I do remember, um, being really into it with you, Jasmine, um, in 10th grade. Mm-hmm. We used my pendulum in 10th grade. Mm-hmm. Um, when all of that stuff was going down with our like awful friend, um, and she was kind of like seeing someone that was like, oh, I don't know, like 23 <laughs> years old at the time. Oh no. Like 16. That's not... Yeah. That's... And, um, I don't know. She, before we had that big fallout, she had ditched us like a ton and would, I don't know, like just be with her mm-hmm. boyfriend 25, seven. And so I remember one of the questions we asked were like, oh, are they going to like break up by the end of sophomore year? And it said no. And we said, okay, end of junior year. And it said yes. And I was like, all right, we'll see. And like, it did happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was a few other weird questions that we asked it. Oh, we asked about at the time, um, I think you had just gotten out of a relationship (laughs) and uh, we asked it, oh, is she going to be in a relationship by the end of summer or something? Mm-hmm. And it said, yes. And she was like, well, how? I remember you sitting there and being like, how? Like, I'm not even talking to anyone right now. <laughs> and then we asked it if it was going to be someone new that she doesn't know. And it said, yes. And she was like, well, that's just, you know, crazy. <laughs> like, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know anyone. Or like, how am I going to meet someone? I'm not doing anything new or like whatever. And then it did happen. Yeah, it did. And it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, um, Jasmine, can you just explain, I know what a pendulum is, but for our listeners that don't know what it is. Oh yeah. It's like, uh, it's basically like a little crystal, different kinds of crystals you can use, but a little crystal that's shaped into like a point that's on a long chain and you hold it in one of your hands by the chain and let it like dangle. And I usually like hold my elbow still. And so, you know, it's not me like moving, And you um, can ask it yes and no questions. You can also use it for things like chakra, like opening your chakras and stuff. Um, But at that time, we were just doing yes and no questions. And you ask it to show you yes. And for me, that's back and forth. And then no is in a circle. Mm -hmm. And 
I'll have to maybe post like a little video to our Instagram of it because yeah. I feel like until you see it, because it really does just fucking we like can ask it podcast questions. Yeah, we can. Okay, that's so a we'll good do idea. we'll do that. like a little video of that, but um, yeah. yeah. So that's what we were doing and like messing with back then, and I remember, I feel like you're like clairvoyant or something because you could see shit like in that house that you were living in. Mm. I remember oh we my were God, doing the wait, pendulum wait. thing and then you'd be like, oh my God, I see this like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I need, a, I need an example. What, like what happened? Um, I, I feel like you could see like orbs, right? Like I think we were in your kitchen one time and you were like, oh, you see that? And I was like, no, I don't see shit. And it was like, you were like, oh, it's like this energy, like. Yeah, yeah. That year I felt like I, that was, I want to say 10th grade is when I really, that was when I left the pills and I was really um, delving into spirituality. Oh, um, wow. And I felt like I could see things and I hated it. I didn't want to see things, which yeah. is why I think I've not been working on my third eye because I don't want to I feel um, that. be open I'm the same to way. it. I'm scared oh, of it. Oh my gosh. Um, Do you think that like coming off the medicine and getting out of that numbness actually kind of like, like open that channel for you? Yeah. Like open it and like, what is it? Like cannonballed you into it? I don't know. I can't think of yes, words today. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you think that was like a major reason why maybe it was so easy for you right after you got off the medicine? Yeah, I think so. I felt like I had been numb for a while and I was just like searching and I was like, I'm here, I'm alive. Like, um, and I was open to it. I was open to it. And, um, I was, yeah, I was very open to it. And that's when I I kept like seeing things or feeling things, mostly feeling things. And it was awful. And I think that's why I've just been like closing myself out of that. Like I don't, because I do feel like there's things all around us all the time. I just, I don't want to see it. So what, when you say feeling things, do you mean like energies from other people that were harmful to you? Or, I mean, what do you, what do you mean by that? Or like people that have passed? Oh yeah. 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 Like I would feel like randomly, like really hot and scared or, or cold and scared, Mm -hmm. or I'd feel like really warm in a certain area of my house. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, like one night I, I, I was like, I was sitting in the dark and I felt like there was a space right in front of me. Mm-hmm. It was like a man's face. Oh, you know, yeah. and I'm just like, I'm not about this. I don't oh. want to see And then I think you this. had a weird, maybe around the same time you had a weird experience in St. Augustine. Mm. Oh yeah. St. Augustine, you're going to have an experience there. Oh yeah. 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 I got slapped. Um, what? Yeah. I got slapped and I got a picture of it too. Um, I think you showed me that picture and it's like red. Yeah, I had it. Yes, I have it. I have it. Can we post it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We have so much to post for this episode. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I'll tell you real quick. Um, We were at this, I was, we were at this um, ghost tour actually, and it was the Ripley Museum that was like 200 years old. It had, it was originally a house, a mansion. um, And this woman had died um, specifically in that room. And I, I went there with my cousin and my uncle and my aunt. Um, but me and my uncle were the only ones brave enough to go. So we did this tour alone, or at least this part of the tour. And um, I was standing there and no one was near me. No one. And he was standing literally like a few feet, a few feet, a few feet behind me. Sorry. Can't talk today. Um, 
But um, all of a sudden, like I felt this sharp slap and he, and I was like, I was like, <gasps> and he took a picture. He snapped it because he had his camera ready because he was trying to take pictures of orbs yeah. and he caught the picture of my back. Um, so you could see like a handprint and he had like a little yeah, um, temperature really monitor and it was going off all the way at the shut same time while I got up, like slapped. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Oh, yeah. I'm really fucking crazy. Screaming. That is yeah. insane. She told me that and I was like, well, I'm never going to St. Augustine. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you think like that these energies are approaching you because they need you to get a message across or do you think it's something else? I feel Honestly, like it's likely that because like you're such a strong channel, it's likely that they're like, bro, you know, like they can feel that and use you for it. But that or they want to just mess around with you because they think it's fun. Yeah. To be honest, you think it is? I mean, maybe they don't have a message, <laughs> like but they that. just want to mess like with that. you because they can tell that you're more like susceptible. Some of to them. Them. Yeah. yeah. I feel like they yeah. might, you know, especially child spirits. I know child spirits often are like, just want to fuck with you and like have a good time so so do you think that all spirits are caught in this realm where they can like manipulate human life or do you think that's kind of like a purgatory or like what why are they there i think there's like certain stages that you go through as a human and i think sometimes they get caught in between in this in this like in in between i it's weird man Mm -hmm. it's a it's weird yeah for me i think that um you can get like stuck here if there's like some resistance to leaving like if you're attached to something here still Mm -hmm. and you haven't worked through something Mm -hmm. before you die or there's something like left unresolved i think that you can get stuck here if you're like like, no i need to resolve this thing and you're not wanting to like let go so oh my god that's I think that so not everything scary. has to be resolved for you to like move on, but if you're like stuck in it and you're yeah. like, I will not leave until I've, you know, I think. Is there a way to, so I guess then I'm assuming once you resolve that thing, you mm-hmm. can move forward? Well, you talk about, like you hear about mediums, right? Psychic mediums yeah. you can actually hear. Um, so that would be, what is that? Not claircognizant, but clear um audience psychic mediums that can hear like spirits and stuff yeah um you hear about them all the time like helping to send people to the light or however they refer to it you know and i i do think that there's like a way to work through that but yeah i feel like also you know people talk about like demons and like dark stuff and whatever and i i do think that they're dark but there's part of me that believes that they just got stuck here too yeah, long i agree they're angry yeah like they're, it's not just some other like weird energy that came from something else i i do think that it was like a human but they just got stuck here too long in this mm-hmm. plane and then they just developed into this you know bitter mm-hmm. angry like dark awful, energy dark energy yeah that's actually crazy wait so I want both of you to do this. Jasmine kind of did in the first one, but I'll just have you do it again for the sake of this episode. Camilla, what do you think happens? Like, what is your um, theory of life and what happens after you die? I, uh, I personally believe that we end up um, 
our spirit never actually dies. This is just like a, I feel like I'm in a temporary human body. This is just <laughs> temporary, and then I um, will die and go to. I will my spirit will go on to another life. Um, and you just continue going through these lives, right? Mm-hmm. Like Jasmine, is there an this, end? I eventually? think we have a similar belief. Yeah, I do feel like there is an end eventually when you reach just like, yeah. Like enlightenment, like, like a high, yeah, like a high, high level of energy. Exactly, yeah, a high level of energy after you've learned like a, a lot of lessons and you've successfully, you've successfully learned these lessons, um, and you just continue to evolve. And um, I do think so. Like I, mm-hmm. I do feel like I've been on this planet for a long time. I mm-hmm. really don't think that I'm just a spirit and I was just here once and that's it. Mm-mm. I could have been a man in my past life, yeah. a woman and yeah. or whatnot. Yeah. And I think recently, so we both went and saw the same psychic more recently, like a couple months ago. Okay. And she told me in my reading that we've had past lives together. And uh, we both and always get told that we're like super old souls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, okay. Is there a person on this earth? That you guys, because I'm trying to figure out, right, like, I, I buy into this theory a lot. Like, I definitely see things within my own life that I'm like, this would make sense if this is what happens, you know? Like, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are, you know, when we say enlightenment, when we say higher energy, what are we talking about? Is there a person that you guys think is at that higher energy on this earth right now that you know? I or wouldn't. Is it not hard to achieve. Mm. I think it's different for everyone. Okay. And I think that you get there through these. So what I kind of believe is that you do go through like all of these different lives and you um, reincarnate. But I think there's an in between, and in that in between period, you're in just kind of this like in between plane. And I think you have a spirit family. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, just people that like or or spirits that your own soul is closest to. And so how it was explained to me and how I believe it to be true is that maybe one or two of your spirit family will come down to Earth at the same time as you and will be in your life to kind of like help you through things or like guide you through a point Or maybe they'll be the person that really hurts you the most because they want it to come from like them and someone you actually love and your spirit family and not um, just some random, you know, occurrence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're like sent here to do that. But then the rest of them are like your spirit guides and or, you know, your guardian angels or whatever that are like guiding you from the other realm, like through your intuition Mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I think that before you come into this life, you kind of like plan your family that you're going to be in and whatever to like pick these goals that you're going to try to learn and achieve in this life. And, um, I think that if you don't learn them and achieve them, then maybe you have to go back and like into a different life and have to, um, do it again, keep, uh, do it again until you like learn those lessons. But I don't necessarily believe that everyone has the same lessons to learn. Um, like it's not, like so there okay. is no like textbook where it says in your life 
you're in your lifetimes to achieve enlightenment you need to learn a b and c Mm-mm. and okay so it's how is it explained to me is that you everyone you need to go through like pretty much every possible scenario right oh, so you get to this level okay. of knowledge oh my and God. so i believe that to be true i mean you can't possibly like think of there's an infinite number of things that you could go through right so it can't possibly be like everything but to really get the full like human experience and to like work your way through that and then slowly your vibrational energy raises and it'll raise Mm -hmm. the same point as what i believe to be like god or the universe or like this this oneness and i think your energy just joins back into this oneness which would be like heaven or you know that's mm-hmm. my idea taken those experiences and made something good of it and learned it and transmuted the energy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um i just had a question i forgot it i'm sorry talking about this stuff is so interesting to me but it's also like really scary to me at the same time no that's okay like we I... said like it, this is the first episode where like death really scares the fucking shit out of me mm-hmm. so it's so interesting but i'm also like oh my god that's you know frightening yeah i mean Do it you... freaks me out too but yeah yeah so do you think that new energy is created and new souls are created like there's like every day or often or like I think there is new um souls that are coming but a lot of people I feel like are just being like reborn too um so they talk about different um types of new souls like what is the word like indigo children or something or like a group of like new souls um and I don't know much about that but they're supposed to carry like a specific energy Mm -hmm. and then you were talking to me recently about like being a star seed and like what that is and I think it'd be interesting if you'd share that because I don't know a lot about it but I believe it yeah I was told I was a star child and I think you were told the same thing Mm -hmm. you forgot but yeah no I was but um basically it's it's uh so to like you know, give you like the short version. It's basically a star seed is a, a person that comes back into the, comes, uh, they've already gone through a lot of their lives or they are a very um, old soul and they come back to the planet to raise, to help raise the, con- the level, um, the vibration, the vibration level. and the conscious level of the planet, mm-hmm. especially while we, we go through like a, a time like this, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so basically being sent back here during this time, like knowing all of this stuff is about to happen to be on purpose people, to be yeah. the, cha- the correct positive change basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. And, and well. I specifically, I know, and I specifically feel that, um, for example, with, I don't know about you, Olivia, or what you've been through. Um, but I know that for me and Jasmine, we've been told several times that we were put into these specific families, mm-hmm. um, just, and with a lot, and we've experienced a lot of, um, trauma and just events to quickly learn all these lessons that we had already learned, but it, it kind it's like, um, you had know. to like come to this realization real quick. Yeah. Um, and learn all of these lessons so you can get back up to this like vibrational energy so that you can where you need to be build. so the rest of your life you can yeah you so can like work on the same in stuff. that way right mm-hmm. right right so and continue raising them sorry mm-hmm. no go ahead no, just continue raising the law lo- the level of the planet like mm-hmm. it's 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 been like for example after coronavirus happened it raised mm-hmm right because a lot of people have been meditating and yeah. delving into spirituality and we did this uh this meditation 
um what's her name Leora Alexandra yeah um she ran this like worldwide meditation for all of her followers and a few other people um contributed and it was this like portal opening and so everyone meditated at the same time and it wasn't like just the same day it was the same time so there was people in different parts of the world that were up at like six o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the morning doing it um and it was this like energy portal opening and so it felt really connective and really weird and during that time I remember talking to Camilla about it after and I was like I felt like I was connected with my soulmate in that time which is so weird because I don't know who that is and but that's like the overwhelming feeling that I got yeah Yeah, I cried I was like is she doing it again I want to do it they I don't know I'll look into it but it was certainly yet the whole purpose of that was to raise the level of the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, Vibrational energy. And they did say that it had worked because it was not just her. It was a lot of, um, it was a lot of people at the same time, different creators doing that mm-hmm. um, all at the same time, right? To help uh, raise the level, of, you know, consciousness. Mm-hmm. So then um, what do you guys think of when we think of like bad people? Uh, so an easy example is like a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Are they not following the um, energy that they're supposed to? Are they not listening to their spirit guides or like what's going on there in your opinion? Um, I, and from me personally, I feel like there's something wrong neurologically. A lot of times, for example, when um, there's actually like a TED talk, I forgot the name of it, but he does like, I think it was like a hundred thousand brain scans that he did of people who were all um criminals mm-hmm. or you know they were they had charges they were in jail and the majority mm-hmm. of these people had had brain injuries mm-hmm. um or maybe you know they had brain injuries they had fallen as a child they all their brains were literally um different from like a you know a regular healthy human yeah. being or maybe some right. kind of like early drug or like treatment like mm-hmm. caused yeah. their brain to alter i agree with that um I also think that other um, environmental things can cause us to be like steered in the wrong direction for sure. Um, And I do very much believe in like science and mental illness and all of that stuff still existing within all of this. Um, But I was also, I had a psychic explain this to me and I can get on board with it a bit. I feel like I kind of 75% believe this to be true. Um, But thinking about your spirit family and how you have to experience every possible situation. Mm -hmm. A psychic explained to me that one of, so when your spirit family comes back and they help you experience like the hardest moments in your life, right? They might be the person to deliver this hard moment. Mm -hmm. And um, you think about it and you have to experience maybe death or like too early of a death or something and she explained it to me that maybe this person kills you in your lifetime maybe the spirit family member that comes back is the person that's going to kill you um because they don't want you to like go through it alone when you're like deciding that this is going to happen and so i don't know how i don't know how i 100 percent feel about that Um, but I do think it's a possibility. I've also remembered a few of my past lives and in one of them, I was murdered as like a kid. 
And, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that that's, um, I think that that has some weight to it and could very much be true. I don't think that's every scenario, but I do think that if your spirit family is coming back to help you experience possibly the hardest things that you go through in your life, then that could be one of them very likely. Hmm. That's interesting. I'm just, I'm, I'm getting freaked out again. I was thinking about murder and dying. So <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I don't think anyone really has an answer to that. I think yeah. Um, what that psychic told me makes sense just because of my belief in your spirit family. But I also yeah. believe in science, like I said, and um, just all of these human things that can go wrong when you're in this human vessel too. Yeah. Um, just health related issues, environmental things that can cause health issues. And, um, I think that very much can impact how you end up as a person too. Right. So kind of everything working against you there, but yeah. Well, Camilla, did you have anything else that you wanted to, um, say about your spirituality, like where you are now and where you see yourself going in the future? I know you mentioned you're a little nervous to work on your third eye because you're not sure you want to open that door. Yeah, that's something that I'm. I'm slowly delving into um, my, I want to say that my biggest transition was when I moved to Gainesville, I hit a really dark time. Um, and when I hit my lowest time in Gainesville, where I was literally, I was so depressed and just, I didn't feel like I was even in my body at that point. Um, that's when I woke up. That's when I, I asked, I was like, if there's something here, please help me. I asked and I asked and I was like, mm-hmm. just please help me, help me, help me. And, um, and I was saying this to myself, of course, I wasn't telling anybody, uh, anyway, I told Jasmine, I told my best friend, but, and my cousin, but I, um, that's when I really, I asked for help. And that's when I ran into, um, a few authors, a few people, and I'll talk about that in a minute, but I started delving into these books and that's when I really got immersed myself immersed in spirituality because I had asked for it. I was like, please show me, like, please tell me something. Mm-hmm. Cause obviously Christianity wasn't the way for me. And that's when I felt fully like I was supported. That's when I felt like I had, I was, you know, that's when everything fell into alignment for me and things truly got better. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I will say when I was in Gainesville, that was my darkest time. Cause I had moved there, um, after high school, I moved there for about eight months and I hit my all time low. I asked for help and I got it. I really did get it. And that's when I ran into, um, for example, Florence Chin. Mm-hmm. She was an uh, she was an author from like the 1800s, and she wrote about enlightenment mm-hmm. and new age wisdom. And um, my goodness, she was like so. That's where I really felt connected. I highly recommend her. Um, she had a lot of good teachings. Um, and from there, I ran into Tasha Silver, which recently me and Jasmine were at a bookstore, and we mm-hmm. ran, I ran into her, and I was like, "Home, oh, and gonna get this book because." She had written a new book recently, but she had gotten all of her teachings from Florence Shin. And it's just been a cycle of, of all these uh, spiritual teachers mm-hmm. passing on knowledge to each other and building upon that. And I've just been grasping onto that. Mm-hmm. Um, so honestly, um, when I asked for help, I got it. And I would so, oh my goodness, I would so recommend that to anybody. Just ask for help. Just ask for just ask for it and you will get it. Yeah. And it's like, no matter what faith you believe, 
I think if you call upon your guardian angels or your spirit mm-hmm. guides or whatever you want to call it, somebody's going to answer. Yeah. And I think it's so impactful that, well, maybe impactful is not the word, but just so significant that when you hit your lowest point, that's when this started happening. Because often they say with a spiritual awakening, and you can have like several spiritual awakenings in your lifetime, but they say with a spiritual awakening, often it's when you hit rock bottom. Yeah. And yeah. Oh yeah. No, that was very, and I will always remember that time. Like if there was a spiritual awakening, that's when I got mine. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, did I wake up? Everything had changed for me from there on. Everything, like the way I felt, the way I thought, everything. It was crazy. Yeah. Wow. And I That's think so- in the past six months, just yeah. to touch on this briefly, but you've really like grown also in your spirituality. And like, I think that comes with being more connected to yourself too and like trusting yourself more in that. But I did. I, um, a relationship had ended for me. Um, and then I, I moved back down to Sarasota as well. Um, and then I kind of hit like a, you know, another kind of semi rock bottom emotionally. Um, and then I was like, I need to really, really focus on myself and get back to myself. Cause while I had been in that relationship for a few years, I kind of lost it a little bit. Yeah. Um, it was always within me, but I had lost it a little bit. I will be honest with you. So, um, and I was really, really, really been delving into it and, I feel a lot stronger and more connected to myself and more sure. And also I've been trusting more um, because I didn't have that trust. And I mean, trust with the universe in itself and trusting mm-hmm. that things fall into place. And they, I really do believe they happen for a reason. Um, and just letting things be just, I don't see anything anymore or I try not to at least to see it as mm-hmm. like a negative cause. Like I know um, it's happening for a reason and I know that I'm going to grow from this and learn from this um, and take what I can. And everything's also temporary. Mm-hmm. So I can't be upset for too long. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good way to look at it. And I'm glad that you've been feeling more connected and feeling more sure of yourself through it. That's mm-hmm. really powerful. And honestly, the best way to get through something hard is to work on yourself and focus on the positive. So, yeah. And I just want to add that I told her this the other day, but I remember at the beginning of, you know, this transition, um, she was like, how am I possibly going to work on myself? Like, it seemed too big of a concept. Like, how yeah. am I going to build this from like, you know, right. From where from do you bottom, start? Yeah. Where do you exactly. start? What do you do? And I was like, you just start like little by little and you, you know, start reading and feeding yourself information. And I think that you've grown exponentially in just a couple months. And I, I don't even think you remembered being at the point where you were like, how am I going to do this? But I I appreciate that. You know, what happened was I felt like I had already gone through my awakening. Mm -hmm. I felt like I had already, when I went through my, my time in Gainesville and that, that spiritual awakening, I felt like, okay, this is like, I'm good. Like I'm good now. Like I, you know, I didn't realize, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I had it all figured out. I didn't realize that there was more to wake up from Mm -hmm. and there was more that I needed to learn. And I say that can keep happening throughout life. I didn't realize that. I was like, I already went through my awakening. I don't need to wake up again. And, and, you know, I felt like I was quite literally, I felt like I was, um, I already felt like I was in like, like enlightened in a sense. Mm -hmm. 
um, I didn't realize that there was, I mean, I knew that I needed to work on, I was like, I need to work on this, this and that, but I didn't realize that there was like a whole, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. a whole lot that I needed to go through again. And And I think that sometimes the experiences that we get put into or that we choose to be in are for the purpose of, okay, maybe this isn't a forever thing, but it's going to teach me something. And maybe it's going to teach me something about myself that then causes me to like be better and grow. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that very much was the purpose. No, absolutely. No, absolutely. And I'm not, I'm not upset by anything that's ever happened. I, I realize that it's put me where I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm grateful for it. You know, I'm grateful because I, it's taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Um, I think with that, we can go into our burning questions. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jasmine, if you want to start, I, I, um, I don't know well, if we I have. About a lot. I know yeah, we covered fun. so much. So, <laughs> Yeah, I just kind of wanted to ask, do you feel that as you've been processing things that have happened in your childhood, just because I like relate to this, like with family trauma and stuff, um, do you feel like that has opened you up to be able to like be at a higher energy and like be more spiritual and like connected with that yeah no absolutely I feel like if I wouldn't have gone through um certain things in my childhood I wouldn't have um I did I didn't feel like I had the tools necessary to deal with certain things due to like my 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 childhood trauma and -hmm. therefore like I found myself in this really dark place Mm-hmm. didn't know how to get out of it. I didn't have the emotional tools. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it forced me to ask for help. It mm-hmm. forced me to, because I wasn't feeling it from Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, it forced me to, so I don't feel like I would have ran into any of it if it wasn't for that. Yeah. If that's what you're asking. And I think I've also been in that same spot too, like over different things, but I've been like, cause I didn't feel connected to Christianity or anything like that either but I'd be Mm -hmm. like all right if there's someone there something Mm -hmm. there like show yourself yeah yeah because I don't know what to do and that was kind of those moments when it was most powerful so um so I did actually think of one um what do you think of people that I guess you can consider on a lower energy level, do you feel like it's your place to help them or do you think that they need to learn it for themselves? You know, honestly, I've learned that they need to learn it for themselves. Mm -hmm. You can't force anyone to uh, learn something or you can't, as much as you want to tell someone like, please, you know, don't do this or, you know, as much as you want to try to help them or steer them in a certain Mm -hmm. direction, if they don't want to do it at the time, if they're not ready for it, they're not going to. And it's right. just not going to happen and it needs to happen at their time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I honestly, I feel like <clears throat> you can try. You can try to help someone. But at the end of the day, it might be their lesson to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just something that they're going to have to go through and learn themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know? Yeah. I think for me, when people specifically ask me for help, right. I'll help because mm-hmm. I feel – like that's just part of being a good person and being right. empathetic. But I won't go out of my way to like seek out people that are, you know, stuck and be like, oh, I'll right. help you fix this. Like that's not yeah. really my place. Um, and also, yeah, I do 100% agree with you that people, if they're not ready 
to yeah. experience something or change something, they're, they're not going to right. as simple as that because some part of them doesn't want to right. for some reason. And we can come to so many realizations about why that is or whatever. But at the end of the day, if you don't want to change it, you're not going to. Exactly. So Exactly. Um, so then just our last one, what yeah. we just, we love to end it on a fun note. Yeah. I was just going to ask you, um, just an embarrassing story and maybe it will be recent. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. She knows. Um, it was really, really, I'm, I'm so clumsy. Honestly, I feel really stupid for this one, but, um, yesterday she was picking me up and I was super excited. <laughs> It was really stupid. <laughs> I, you know, when you have like a bowl of energy and you're just happy for no reason. Um, yeah. I saw her wearing her sunglasses. I'm like, I'm going to get my sunglasses too. So I opened my car door really fast and I hit the corner of the car door into my face right below my eye. Oh my God. So it was like, Ow. I felt a jolt of pain and I was like standing there and I was still smiling because I looked at her God. and she I could tell that like her eyes were watering and she was just like the really in were pain. Coming down. and I was looking down at my phone or something when it happened and all I heard was like ow and then I <laughs> I looked up and she was like holding her face and I was like, oh my God, did you just like stab your eye with your car door? Oh my goodness. Thankfully it was right below your eye, but. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my my God. The tears were coming down. I could not hold it. I was so embarrassed. She didn't know what to do. And I was like, we need to go inside and like clean it up. She was bleeding like down. Oh my God. (laughs) We need to go clean that. Fix it up. so stupid. And then Aww. I feel like I accidentally called it in. I, I called into like the cripple. I called it into existence. I don't think on so. On accident. Um, I was helping my parents with the today. groceries today. And I, uh, a bottle of kombucha, a heavy bottle. Ooh. Like it went through the bag and landed on my foot. Ouch! So it's swollen. It's really bad. And I cannot walk on it. It's oh huge. It's like right <laughs> above her big toe. On your foot? Yeah, a big, a big glass bottle. Did it um, break? I, no, it didn't oh, break. Okay, it was her so foot, heavy. Her foot broke the fall of the bottle. Oh my god! Oh <laughs> yeah, miserable. I'm in pain, and it's super embarrassing because it's like nothing happened. It was just me in the past few days. Not <laughs> she's been in a fight because she's got this big, or not big, but like this cut on her face, not this huge yeah. bruise on her foot. Can't walk properly. Like, all me. <laughs> oh my god! I'm like, so how sorry. stupid. That's awful. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing oh, so much for about your me. spirituality and, and your life and your journey through it. That was really, really interesting for me. I love the conversation. Yeah, it was good to hear. No, no, I'm really <laughs> glad you guys had me on. I'm, I'm happy to share because I would like to be more open because I know I've been closed off for a bit. So it was good for me as well. This is sharing your energy. Yeah. <laughs> with yeah. whoever's listening. Hello, yeah. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Sending you lots of love. Oh. <laughs> love and light. Wow, I love that. <laughs> All right, you guys, that's been another episode of Bus It Wide Open. We will talk to you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.